our family over in Fairview. Our Fairview family. Welcome to the service. Amen. Amen. Isn't it good to be saved? I want you to remain standing for just a moment. Take your Bibles and turn with me to Ephesians chapter number 6. Ephesians chapter number 6. We're going to continue with where we started last week uh, in our spiritual warfare, fighting the devil. While you're turning, let me take a moment to greet and, and, and love on a little bit all the mamas today. Thank God for mamas. Say amen. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers in the house today. I want to... I want to really uh, spend some time today. Uh, I, 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 last week, we, we, we discussed the enemy, and we discussed his, his origin, we discussed his operation, we discussed how, how he does what he does, and uh, how many of y'all know we have an enemy? Yeah. Let, me, let me say that again. How many of y'all know we have an enemy? Yeah. He is real. Uh, he is powerful, he is wicked, he is deceitful, he is a murderer, he is a destroyer, and he is out for us. Uh, I was reading a commentary this week, and, and, and in the commentary it said, if you want to know the power of Satan, read the book of Job. If you want to know what, what the devil can do to your family, look what it did to Job's family. If you want to know what the devil can do to your finances, look what it did to Job's finances. If you want to know what the devil can do to your children, read the book of Job. If you want to know what the devil can do to your own physical health, read the book of Job. You say, well, preacher, that's frightening. I got good news for you. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. He is powerful. He is strong. He is mighty. He is devastating. But one who is in us is greater than he. One who is in us is greater than anything he could do. Somebody say amen. Look in Ephesians 6, and we'll read just a few verses, and I'll let you sit down. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, the trickery, the deceitfulness, the, the strategies, the devices, it says in another chapter. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, because of that, in other words, because of our enemy, because of what we are facing, because of what is coming against us, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of the Word of God. Let us pray. Lord, thank you so much for the privilege of being in your house today. Thank you for an opportunity to come and, and share your Word and deliver the message that you would have us to hear. 
Now, the Lord, the, the, the devil's been fighting all week long. Lord, he's been swinging all week long. Lord, give us a chance and an opportunity today to swing back. I pray that your perfect will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people say it. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Just by way of survey, just by way of survey, how many of y'all... How many of y'all had the devil's crowd? I'll just say the devil's crowd because we distinguish that most of us probably are not qualified enough to have the devil himself, uh, but one of his associates. How many of y'all have one of them messing with you this week? Yeah, yeah. How many of y'all got swung at this week? Come on now, come on, let's be honest. Yeah, that's, that's always what normally happens. And uh, the devil has reared, I, I, I'm, I'm talking about, I'm talking about he started on Sunday. He started on Sunday. He, 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 he showed himself this week in our community. The devil showed how real he can be, and he showed how powerful he can be. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, we have a real enemy. He is real. He's not the figment of someone's imagination. He is real. He is an adversary. He's as a roaring lion who roameth about seeking whom he may devour. He is after you. He is after me. But I want you to stand against him. I want you to resist him. I want you to be victorious. I don't want you to be a victim. I'm tired of seeing Christians getting beat up by the devil. I'm tired of seeing Christians falling by the devil. I'm tired of seeing homes being broken apart and families disintegrating and divorces taking place and all the other stuff the devil's trying to promote. It's time we stand up and resist the devil, stand fast in the evil day, not back up, but stand up and show up and speak up. Say amen. He's real. He's real. Now, here's, here's what I want to talk about today. Last week we discussed the enemy. Today I want to talk about the equipment. The equipment. If we're going to fight, if we're going to be in battle, then we have some equipment that we have to put on. And, I, and this is practical stuff, and I, I, don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever seen it the way I've seen it when I was studying to try to present it to you this week. Uh, you know, you, you hear it all the time, all my life, all my life, ever since I was a little kid. Put on the armor of God. Put on the armor of God. What in the world does that mean? What does it mean to put on the armor of God? What, what practically? I, 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 I'm, I, I'm, y'all know, I'm not real spiritual. <clears throat> I try to be, and I want to be, but I need things broken down for me. How many of y'all are like that? Man, tell me, step one, step two, step three, I need it easy for me, not complicated at all. God, my, my, wife, my wife has made me put down tile this week. <clears throat> and, and the tile she made me put down is about this big. Now, you know they make tile this big and this big where it goes down fast. Say amen. No, it had to be this big. And not only was it this big, but it was in a herringbone pattern. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? Now, I don't know about y'all, and, and I, I didn't tell her this. She may know already, but I Googled it on YouTube to figure out how to do it. And you had to put a grid down and chalk your lines and do all kind of stuff. And when I was through with that, I told her, I said, Now, baby, I want you to know I don't mind working. And I don't mind working hard, but don't make me think and work at the same time. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> this what? Anyway, I'm sorry. I had to just vent a little bit. 
I, I want this to be simple today. I, I want us to get this. Because I've, 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 I've seen so many Christians, it, it, it happens to be that if you have to think a little bit, sometimes you check out. Don't do that today. Don't do that. Tune in today. There is nothing more important. There is nothing more important that's going to take place after you leave this building. There is nothing more important on TV. There's nothing more important at any restaurant than what you're fixing to get and what I'm fixing to tell you. This may save your marriage. This may save your children. This may save your destiny. I need a witness. So stay with me. Don't check out. Keep your brain alert. If you start dozing, pinch yourself. Uh, uh, spouses, keep an eye on your partner and let them have it. Say amen. This is important. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's start with the first thing here. Uh, number one, the, the appropriation of our equipment. The appropriation. I was, I, was really, I was really debating on whether to put this first or put this second. It comes in first in the chapter. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean you have to present it that way. But I, I thought about giving you the explanation of each part of the armor and then talking about this and how important it is. But let me just give it to you first right off the bat. I want you to look, I want you to look in verse number, uh, verse number 11. Verse number 11. Have you got there? Say amen. It says, put on, put on the whole armor of God. Why? that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Then he goes on to verse 13, verse 12. He describes uh, the, the wickedness we face. He describes uh, the enemy that we face. He says they're very orderly. They're ranked. Uh, they, listen, they are not chaotic. They are in order. They are ranked. They are very organized. They are, they, listen, they strategize. Think about this. He says we are not ignorant of the devil's devices. In other words, he's got a plan to destroy you. He's got a strategy to destroy you. And they're very good at what they do. So after he tells us this and lists this, he says this, Wherefore, wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand therefore. I, I, I want to look at this in verse number 11. What's the, what's the first two words? What's the first two words of verse number 11? Look in your Bibles. What's the first two words? Say it again. Say it again. Put on. In other words, you have to make an effort. You have to make an effort. I, I, was, in, I was in marine biology class one in my senior year in high school, and I'm ashamed to say this, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry, uh, uh, that, that I have to say, I don't want to even say it in front of my kids, uh, Miss Kim, just ignore this, what I'm fixing to say. But uh, uh, I was in marine biology, and, and I didn't have to have the class. It was just one of the majors, and it was just there. It was the last class of the day, and uh, I was lacking in sleep. So every day, I would sleep in this class. I'm sorry to say that, Nikki Joe. You're laughing, but I bet you did too, didn't you? Amen. All right. I would come, and, I would come and, and I'd have the book open, and my head would be on the desk, and, and, and I'd just be snoring, and I'm, it was just terrible. And, and Mr. Priest came by, that was my teacher, he came by and tapped on my desk, and this is what he said. He said, Mr. Carter. I said, yes, sir. He said, this does not work by osmosis. He said, that knowledge is not going to soak up into your forehead. You know what he's saying? you got to make an effort. And I'm here to tell you, you coming and sitting and hearing me talk 
and being encouraged or being uh, motivated or whatever, that's not going to do it. You're going to have to actually do something to stand against the devil. He's not going to back away from you. He's not going to bow out. He's not going to say, well, he's not a threat. He is going to destroy you if you don't make some kind of effort. And if all the spirituality you ever get is in this building, you are in trouble. Put on. you got to make an effort. It's something that you do. It's something that you practice. It's something that you do. It's a personal issue. I can't put it on for you. you got to put it on for yourself. You're not going to operate on your spouse's religion. You're not going to operate on your parents' spirituality. Everything works on an individual basis. Everything is a personal issue. Somebody ought to shout right there. Put on. Put on. You have to make an effort. And then, and then this is the second thing, and then we'll get to the, we'll get to the equipment itself. Uh, here's the second thing. Watch what it says. And it says it in both verses. Put on the. All right, say it. Put on the. In other words, don't leave anything out. I, how many y'all? How many y'all ever? How many y'all ever knew a finicky eater? Finicky. Y'all don't know. People don't have to ask me. Preacher, will you? No, no. You put it there. If it don't run off before I catch it, I'll eat it. I'm from South Florida, man. I've ate everything that's crawled out of a ditch. Frog legs, gator tail, salt shell turtle. Somebody say amen right there. Fried salt shell turtle. I'll eat it. But some people are finicky. I've got... Some of my children that way. Tammy's that way. They, they, you know, they just nitpick this and that. And, and, and some people treat some people treat Christianity and 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 the Bible and and church and and spiritual things like a spiritual buffet. I think I have a little bit of this, and I'm not sure I like what the preacher said here, but I I'll, I'll agree with this over here, and I'm gonna try some of this right here. No, 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 uh, no, no. Paul told the Ephesians. He said, "Listen, this is important. This is critical. You have to put on the whole arm." armor of God the whole armor you got to put it all on because the devil is looking for a weak spot the devil is looking for a weak place and if you leave something out because you don't care too much for it or if it's just too much effort to do then I'm not hey he's going to aim right there now I don't know now let's think about this let's think about this if if if, if we were all drafted if we were all drafted let's just say that's a possibility we were all drafted. We all have to go to Iraq. We all have to go to Afghanistan. And we all have to go to a hot zone. We all have to go to a hot zone. And, and, that, and that, that sergeant, he is standing there telling you, and he's saying, this is some equipment. You're going to say, I don't need that helmet. Ah, that, that, that Kevlar vest right there, it, you, you know, I, I don't have time for that. That just looks like a little effort. It looks like it's going to be a little too heavy. You know, it is 115 degrees out here. I'm going to get too hot carrying that. You say, preacher, that's ridiculous. It sure is. Because you'll take anything they'll give you. If they were, hey, you got it? Bring it on, baby. I'm going to put it on before I go out there. Then why, why are we so, so arrogant to think? That we don't need what God is telling us we got to have when we go face the devil. Yeah. 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 
Because I promise you, the devil is a whole lot more dangerous than the Taliban. What point are you trying to make? I'm trying to say every single thing I'm going to explain to you, you need. And you need to make an effort to apply to your life. Amen? Now that we got that clear, you need it all. And you're going to have to do something. I can't do it for you. Your parents can't do it for you. Your your spouse can't do it for you. This is something you got to do on your own. Put on the whole armor of God. Let's start with the first. Let's start with the first. Let's explain it. We see the appropriation. The appropriation of our equipment. Then number two, the explanation of our equipment. The explanation. You know what? I, I, I thought about something. I, I, I've watched, I've watched, you know, documentaries and 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 all of these things on 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 boot camp and and basic training and all that kind of stuff. And and I, I, I've watched these. My dad told me a story when he went to basic training that he was on a truck and they 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 were coming in into the compound or camp or whatever and and and, and he had a, a a duffel bag everybody's all their stuff was in that big green duffel bag and and dad was on the end of the of the truck and uh when they parked those di's were standing right there and and he just threw through his uh, uh uh duffel bag over the side and that di said don't let that bag hit before you do well dad said he tried to grab and fall and he just fell on his back out there right in front of everybody and he said that began the series of screaming and I'm talking about from, from, from the day there. To, and I, I watched all that, and I, I've seen the documentaries and all that kind of stuff. And in my head, I'm thinking, what, what, what? Why is that necessary? Why, do, why are these guys, why, why? And, 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 and one of them began to explain, we know where these guys are going. And if they don't get what we're telling them, they're going to die. And we care so much about their lives, we're going to be so intense and so, What's the point? Some of y'all are thinking I'm, I'm a little overreacting today. But guess what? I am seeing it on a regular basis. I'm in hospital rooms because of sin. I'm in, I'm in counseling sessions because, listen, families are destroyed because of sin, because of the devil. Having to, I ain't going to go into all of it, but I'm telling you, this is real. So don't take it personally. Don't think I'm angry at you. I'm just telling you, we have to have this. We have to have this. First, the explanation. He says, uh, let your loins be girt about with truth. So we got to put a belt or a girdle on the on the, the, the soldier of that day. The soldier of that day would wear a, a type of a girdle or a belt that would cinch everything up. And the thing is, all the other equipment will be tied to this particular piece of, of clothing, this particular particular piece of equipment. It would tie everything together, and everything everything was held on this particular belt or girdle or connected to it. And here's the thing. What did he say? Let your loins be girt with truth. Truth. Say that with me. Everybody say it. Now let's go back a second. Let's go back a second. The devil is a liar. Say that with me. The devil is a liar. He uses wiles. He uses deception. He uses trickery. He uses lies. 
And, 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 and it's amazing. It's amazing. Last week we learned that the devil wants to change your perception of God. So what is the greatest thing that we could do? We could start with the truth. You have to know the truth. You have to know the truth about sin. You have to know the truth about Satan. You have to know the truth about temptation. You have to know the truth about God. So when the the devil comes and says, God doesn't really love you, you need to quote the truth to him. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. But God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Listen, it is not because we loved him first, but because he loved us first that we love him. Preacher, what are you saying? I know the truth. And when I'm going through a dark valley, when I'm going through a difficult time, when I'm going through a heartache of my life and tears are flowing down my face and the devil comes and says, God doesn't love you, God doesn't care for you, there is something that secures me, there is something that helps me stand, and that is I know the truth. I know the truth. Listen, when the devil says your finances are a mess and you're not going to make it and you're going to starve to death, I know the truth. My God shall supply every need according to his riches and glory. That David said this, I am old and I have been young, yet have I seen God's children forsaken or begging bread. Devil, take that lie somewhere else because I know the truth. There's something about the truth. The truth will make you free. He says, if you continue in my word, then ye are my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. If you are telling the truth, you don't have to back up. If you are telling the truth, you don't have to have a good memory. Say amen. If you are living a lie or telling a lie, honey, you better have a good memory because it will come around and bite you. Yes. Are y'all with me? But when you're telling the truth, the Bible says the righteous are bold as a lion, but the wicked flee when no man pursueth. When you're telling a lie, you got to keep telling that lie to cover the last lie you told. But when you've told the truth, you don't have to slow up. You don't have to back up. You can stand forward. He said, let it be gird with truth. What did he say in Philippians? He said, he said this, he said, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Are y'all with me? I love this part too in the same section. He said this, he said, whatsoever things are true. Say that with me. Whatsoever things are true. Whatsoever things are honest. Whatsoever things are lovely. At the end of the verse it says, think on these things. Preacher, what are you saying? He says, thy word is truth. Here's the thing. You know why so many Christians are getting beat up? They don't know the truth. You know what would have happened to Eve if she was convinced of the truth? When the devil came and tried to convince her that God was holding out on her and that God just didn't want her to be like him, and if she had just known the she wouldn't have failed. How many times does the devil creep up on your shoulder and starts whispering things to you about your spouse? Oh, if she loved you, if she cared about you, if he did this or he did that, if he wouldn't do this, if he didn't, that's all the devil. better know the truth 
We better know this book. You cannot ignore this book and win. You can't. We're, we're going we're gonna to talk about the sword of the Spirit in a minute. And this is the Word of God. This is the Word of God. you got to know the truth. The truth. Listen, let me, let me continue. i got a long way to go. <laughs> a short time to get there. Amen. All right. All right. We see the girdle of truth. Everything starts with the truth. Everything starts with truth, truthfulness, integrity. Then be, then be the breastplate of righteousness. The, blessed, the breastplate of righteousness. Now, what does this mean? Now, this is not talking about, this is not talking about positional righteousness. It's talking about practical righteousness. Now, let me explain that. The moment I got saved, the moment I got saved, I became righteous before God. Not, not because of anything I did, because the Bible says our righteousness are as filthy rags in God's eyes compared to what God is requiring. Y'all with me? At the moment that I trusted Christ as my Savior, the righteousness of Christ was imputed to me. What does that mean? It was put on my account. In other words, everybody's got an account. Everybody's got an account in heaven, and the moment you trust Christ, in your account goes Christ's righteousness. What he came and did. See, he came and lived on this earth perfectly. He completely obeyed the commandments. He completely obeyed the word of God and the law of God. He was completely obedient. He was completely righteous. So the moment I received Christ, he gave me his righteousness. So when I stand before God, I stand in righteousness. Not my righteousness, but Christ's righteousness imputed to me, given to me. I'm not going about to establish my own righteousness as the Romans were, as Paul said, but I have the righteousness of Christ. No matter what. No matter what, till Jesus comes, I am righteous before God with my positional righteousness in Jesus Christ. If that makes sense, say amen. But, but, watch this. That positional righteousness should create a practical righteousness. In other words, the righteousness of Christ should pro, uh, promote a righteous, holy life practically here on this earth now let me make that all simple let me make that all simple that means this do right let's simplify it it means do right when you get up in the morning you ask the lord help me do right why why what why does living a righteous life why does doing right and behaving right and treating people right and talking right and behaving in a righteous, holy way. Why is that such a piece of armor? Because the devil, one of his, one of his declarations, one of his uh, titles, if you will, he's the accuser. He's the accuser of the brethren. And what Paul is saying here is every single day we should strive to live a righteous life. A life of holiness. Practical holiness. And, and I know some of y'all are looking at me funny, but I'm here to tell you, that's attainable. You can do that. I've, I've heard all the excuses. I've heard, well, we're all going to sin every day, so it's not that big. It is a big deal. And you don't have to sin every day. 
You don't practice sin, and you don't live in sin. That's what we did before we were saved. We have a God who is in us. We have a Christ who is in us. We have a Holy Spirit who is our convictor, and he will tell us when we sin. But if, oh, if we follow his leadership and live a practical, holy life, just do right. Just do right. Do right. And guess what? It arms us. It, it fortifies us. It strengthens us. But watch this. If we don't, if we don't, guess what we're doing? We're creating opportunities for Satan to operate in our lives. The biblical term is this, a foothold. Are y'all with me? You're allowing him to get a foothold. When you, when you, when you, let's see, how can I word this? Uh, here's the problem with most Christians. It's not that they're walking in complete darkness. We know God is light. Say it with me. God is, and in him is no darkness at all, right? In him is light, and in him, listen, in him is no darkness at all. And see, the problem with Christians, the problem with us is this. It's not that we're walking in darkness. We're not robbing banks. We're not raping and pillaging, and, and, and we're not doing all this stuff. It's not that we're walking in darkness. No, we're too saved for that, and, and we're too right. Everybody would see that. It's the problem with Christians today is that they don't mind a little stroll in the shade. Now, we're not walking in darkness, but we're sure, woo, we, we're going, yeah, we're going, this is, you know, this ain't all bad. It's amazing what we're allowing in our homes. I am, I, am, I am completely being blown away by what I see Christians posting and what I see Christians saying that's okay and what I see Christians say, well, it's just, it's just got a little bit of... Yeah, see, we're not in darkness, but we're sure walking in the shade. But watch what walking in the shade does. It gives the devil a. Oh, but preacher, I hear them kind of words. Yeah, but it, it opens up your mind. You see, the fight, the battle, guys, is in our mind. It's in our mind. Now, how many of y'all can be honest for about 27 seconds? Y'all can't be honest for 27 seconds? All right, 15 seconds. How many of y'all can be honest 15 seconds? How, be honest with me now. How many of y'all been watching a movie or something, and you saw a scene, or you saw this, or you heard that, and all of a sudden your mind started drifting to something it should not be drifting to? Mm. Or listen to music, or whatever. Man, I've been I've been really thinking about this because I've been I've been slacking this area. Thing I you know ain't a big deal. I know what I believe. I'm strong. And I, no. Now see, your mind is a fertile area. It's a fertile ground where the devil will plant seeds. And before long, you're you're on you're on you're on this over here. You're on on this. But then uh, it, it ain't long before you over here because you've allowed him a foothold. But see, if we're walking in righteousness and we're walking in holiness and we're trying our best to live right and do right and living right, y'all know what I'm talking about. 
I'm not expecting nobody to be perfect. Nobody perfect in here. We're not going to be perfect, but we can make an effort to live holy and righteously. And when we do that, it fortifies us and it strengthens us and it gives the devil no room to operate. And guess what? The breastplate, it is the, it is the guard of the most vital organs. It guards your, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. It's who you really are is from your heart. Listen, practical righteousness. Say that with me. Practical righteousness. Let me, let me give you the verse. It says this in Ephesians 4.22, that ye put off concerning the former conversation, the old man. That ye, now see, that's like, that's like put on. Now it's put off. In other words, you got to do this. You got to do this. Just like we have to put on the armor, we have to put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. In other words, you got to decide which of you is going to walk out that door. When you wake up in the morning, you got to decide, is the people going to see the old me or the new me? Man, it's quiet today, isn't it? I, I, I read, I read, I, I read something that said, said, Lord, today, Lord, today so far, I haven't cussed nobody out. I haven't lost my temper. Lord, I haven't, I haven't had an ill thought. And, 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 and I haven't made nobody mad, and I haven't held a grudge today, but I'm fixing to get out of bed. <laughs> and, Lord, I'm going to need your help from there on out. How many of y'all can relate to that? Let me ask you a question. About, yeah, tomorrow's Monday, all day. About 1 o'clock tomorrow. Who is your co-workers going to see? The old man who's corrupt or the new man who was created in righteousness and true holiness? Guess who gets to determine that? See, you can put off so you can put on. That's what this means. Putting on the armor, the breastplate of righteousness, just all this means, all this means today, I'm going to do right. Today, I'm going to make every effort to talk right, to do right, to act right, to treat people right. I'm going to live in holiness today, and God's going to help me. And all God's people say it. All right, the breastplate of righteousness. Now watch, go to the next one. The shoes of the gospel of peace. Look what he says. I love this. This is a great explanation. This is a great explanation. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Watch this. A, a Roman soldier, a Roman soldier wore, wore sandals and the type of shoes that had hobnails driven in them. In other words, the Roman soldiers was the ones that invented cleats. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? You, you've, seen, you've seen athletes who wore cleats. You know, because they needed a firm, what's the word? Footing. 
Say it with me. Footing. You need a good footing. What happens? Uh, 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 I like watching UFC fights. If you stand flat-footed, they're going to knock your head off. Are y'all with me? And, uh, and, 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 and so when they're in the ring, what do they do? They get in a fighting stance. They get in a stance where they have a firm. Now what Paul is saying is in the fight and in the battle with your enemy, you need a firm. Now watch this. Watch this. This is so good. This is so good. Kim, this is great right here. Watch this. What kind of shoes do we have? It says our feet shod with a preparation of the gospel of peace. What does that mean? Do you know what the gospel teaches us? That we have peace with God. The moment we get saved, we go from being his enemy to being his friend and his family. And now we are not enemies, but we have peace with God. Watch this, watch this. I think it's Romans, I think it's Romans 5.1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Watch this here. Romans 8.31. What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? If God be for us, who can be against us? Read it with me. If God be for us, who can be against us? Preacher, what are you saying? When I'm standing in the battle, when the, when the, listen, when the darts are flying, when Satan's lies are coming against me, when, listen, his temptation is coming against me and his attacks are coming against me, I have a sure footing to know this, that no matter what, I am at peace with God. No matter what, God is on my side. I have him, he has me, and everything is all right. When the devil says God is mad at you, when the devil said he's going to throw you out I know because I'm standing on good ground I'm standing on a firm footing that God is my savior that nothing the devil can do can change that that I am on good ground with God yes he'll listen he'll come and tell you you're done with no sir I'm not done with because I have peace with God I have peace with God. It gives me a firm footing. It gives me somewhere to stand. When I know, oh, yeah, mm, boy, it's really good to know when you're in a fight that you have somebody that's got your back. Somebody, whoo, y'all ain't shouting as good as I'm preaching. Somebody has got your back. Listen, when, it, when they're swinging at you, when he's coming at you, you know you've got support, you've got help, and you've got a blessing. Somebody say amen. Yeah, the, the gospel of peace. What a great footing. No matter what, we good with God. That's what it means. It means we have peace with God. And knowing that we have peace with God, it gives us a good place to fight from. Because the whole time the devil's going to... Now watch this. You say, why, why are you saying all that? Is the devil not constantly trying to get you to doubt your God? He's constantly bringing in lies and deception to get you to second guess and get you to doubt God. But when you know the gospel, <laughs> and you know what the gospel has done, 
It has created a family relationship between you and your God. Mm-hmm. It gives you a firm footing. The gospel of peace. Say that with me. The gospel of peace. Listen, you need to leave here knowing if you're saved, you and God are good. You're on good ground. You are on good footing with God. Not only, not only are you on good terms with God, God has got your back. Let me read it again. If God be who can be against you? Church, say amen. Amen. Listen, when I was in high school, when I was in high school, I was always a little bitty fella. I mean, literally. I, I know it's hard to believe that now, but I, 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 I was always just a little old skinny thing. I'm talking about just wormy thing all, all the time. And, uh, but I was smart. I was, and I still am. <laughs> believe it or not. Listen, you say, what are you talking about? When you're a little guy, it'd be smart to make friends of the big guy. Now, I don't know if you notice who I hang around, but they can handle it. <laughs> y'all with me? How many of y'all know you need God when you go against the devil? Yeah? Mm-hmm. Y'all make fun if y'all want to, but I didn't get ever, ever get beat up. Amen. Watch this. D, hurt, let's hurry, 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 hurry. We're running out of time. Shield of faith. Shield of faith. And above all. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Now watch this. The faith mentioned here, the faith mentioned here is not saving faith, because obviously we're talking to saved people, right? He's not talking about saving faith. He's talking about living faith. The just shall live by faith. You see, it took faith to get saved, right? For by grace you are saved through that not of yourself, it is a gift of God. But guess what? It takes faith to live right. It takes faith to operate. It takes faith to raise youngins. It takes faith to pay finances. It, it takes faith not to lose your mind in this chaotic society we're living in. Are y'all with me? And this is what he's talking about. It is a simple, it is a simple childlike trust and faith in the provision and promises in the word of God what's he saying he's saying listen walk out of that door in faith walk out of that door and believe that that God can it is a shield it is your defensive weapon listen when you're standing against the devil he's telling you all these lies you're not going to make it y'all going to fall apart you're going to be destroyed you're not going to blah 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 all that stuff and when you stand against him and says I can't see it I don't know where it's going to come from. I don't know how God's going to do this, but I have faith it's going to happen. And, and guess what, guys? i got to hurry this. I, I just took too much time, and this is good stuff. But look here. The, the shields, the Roman shields of that day, they were created to lock in. They were created to lock in. In other words, interlock. Each shield would lock in so they could go to battle as a solid wall. Now, what does that teach us? When it comes to our living faith, 
we need each other. We need to have somebody we can call when we're fixing to go into a hard situation. We need somebody we can lock in with. In other words, in other words, one, one, of, the, one of the greatest things about the Christian faith and the Christian walk is you don't have to do it alone. And let, me, let me even go beyond that. It's not that you don't have to do it alone. You better not do it alone. That's why he said, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Listen, this technology junk that is just ruining everything. It's creating, it's, it's ruining relationships. People don't talk personally anymore. They won't even call. They just text. I hate it. Right, well, I tried to text you. Call me next time. My, my children, oh. and here's the thing, I don't need church, I can watch it on TV, you're missing it, who are you going to lock shields with, when Satan attacks you, when Satan attacks you, who, 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 what, what channel are you going to turn to? Y'all with me? I'm so glad that I can believe. But when my belief is weak, I got people I can call who will stand with me in my hour of weakness. And when my faith is not up to par, theirs can hold me up till it's better. The shield of faith. Are y'all with me? Say amen. One more, one more, one more. We'll hurry. And and, and guys, we may go over some more this next week because I've run out of time. Uh, The sword of the Spirit. This is self-explanatory. This is self-explanatory. There was one weapon. There was one offensive weapon. The defensive weapon is the shield. The offensive weapon is the sword. It was a short sword that was kept in the tunic or kept in the girdle, in, in, the, in, the, in the, the belt. And it was for hand-to-hand combat. Close quarters, in other words. Close quarters. The sword of the spirit. Watch this. Let me say that again so we don't miss this. I need everybody paying attention. In fair view, fair view. Watch. It's the sword of the spirit. It didn't say the sword of the saint. What does that mean? What do you mean the sword of the spirit? Watch this. Y'all ready? This is good. It is. Let me put it in terms because we, we 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 ain't welding swords. We're 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 gun toters. Say amen. <laughs> I'm just trying to put in terminology we get. The Holy Spirit holds the gun, but you got to put bullets in it. Let me let me explain that. He is the one that's going to weld the sword. But you're the one that's going to memorize it. Watch this. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Now, what, what does that mean? What does that mean? Just if we have all these verses memorized, and all, I, I'm, I'm good now. No, no, no. What's going to happen is when you, when you have God's word in your head and in your heart, when that temptation comes, Guess what? The Holy Spirit 
is going to bring it to mind. What's he going to do? He's going to pull out the Y'all get it? It's the sword of the Spirit. You say, preacher, I can't keep all them things. Listen, I've got verses memorized that I memorized when I was a little kid that I had forgot that I'd memorized that I didn't even know. And there's been times in my life when I needed it desperately and the Holy Spirit brought it to my memory. He pulled out the sword. I quoted a verse and won the victory. And I had forgot that I even knew it. You know why? It's not my sword. It's the Holy Spirit's sword. Amen. Listen, here, here's how this works. If you have a problem with alcohol, if you have a problem with alcohol, th- listen, just, just, just study some verses and memorize verses. Wine is a mocker, strong drink is raging. They that are deceived thereby are not wise. And when the devil comes and tempts you with whatever it is, listen, the Bible covers it all. Whatever your weakness is, whatever your temptation is, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I am not tempted by alcohol. You can fill this building up with beer. It ain't going to bother me a bit. I ain't going to drink it. Never had drunk it. Don't want to drink it. It ain't going to bother me a bit. I can lay down beside and go right to sleep. But everybody ain't like that. And if you need something to help you with that, listen, everybody's got vices. Everybody's got weaknesses. Everybody's got issues. Say, what's yours? None of your business. I got my bullets for mine. You just worry about yours. Say amen. Amen. You see what I'm saying? You cannot ignore this and win. Give me proof. Jesus is our prime example, correct? Let me say that again. Jesus is our prime example, correct? He came and lived on this earth to teach us how to do it, right? Guess what? He was tempted in all points as we are. Every sin is categorized in three different ways. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. All sin, every sin, is in one of those three categories. Guess what? In 40 days in the wilderness, the devil tempted Jesus in all three of those categories. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. All three times. All three times he was defeated soundly by the written word of God. He says, he says, if thou be the son of God. And by the way, he's so slick. He's so slick. He knows he's Jesus. He knows he's Jesus. Jesus knows he's a devil. And what he is saying here, you know, if, if, if you're God's son, basically what he's saying, you're God's son. You don't, you don't deserve this. You don't deserve to be hungry. I mean, you're royalty. My goodness, you're royalty. Man, turn these stones into bread. You see what he's doing? He's trying to get Jesus to think his own father is treating him wrong. And Jesus says, it is man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. For every temptation, Jesus had a verse. He had a verse. And guess what? The devil had to flee. The devil had to flee from him. Y'all with me? Hey, and by the way, guys, by the way, guys, I saw something this week I've never seen. I've never seen in the temptation. Maybe it's because we're focusing on this a lot more right now. Uh, he, took, he took Jesus to the pinnacle. Now, how many of y'all know you're probably going to be dealing with some discouragement, depression when you ain't ate for 40 days? I get bent out of shape after 40 minutes, but I, are y'all with me? I mean, Jesus in his humanity is in a, in a bad way fasting 40 days. 
Not only has he been fasting 40 days, but he had to put up with the devil for 40 days and struggling with that, struggling with him, fighting him and, and in the battle and so forth. And he's probably, probably at a low ebb in his life. And guess what he tempts Jesus to do? Jump off his cliff. Think about that a minute. Jump off this cliff. Just, just end it. What does that sound like to you? Think about that a minute. It doesn't, doesn't the Bible say the angels will not let you dash your foot against the stone? You know what he's saying there? It, it's, it, you'll be better. If you just. It's kind of ironic, isn't it? But once again, once again, and, and by the way, with that, the devil's quoting the word to the word. But if you'll notice, anytime the devil quotes it, he's either not quoting it all, or he's adding to it, or taking it out of context. And he said, it is also written, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. What's the point? Let me say this one time, and I, I don't want to make nobody mad, but I'm going to just say it. I'm going to just say it, and I mean what I say right here. If you raise your hand, if you raise your hand, and, and you say, and you say, boy, I tell you what, devil been beating the tar out of me, and I, I, I'm ready to fight back, and, 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 and I'm, I'm tired of that. I want to be victorious. And, and you don't take every opportunity to learn your Bible? Like, like, like Wednesday night, for instance, as we go verse by verse through the Scripture? If you, if you lay out and you don't discuss God's Word that we do in, in life groups, and you don't take opportunities to learn, to read, to, and you just ignore your Bible? I'm not, I'm not saying you have to come on Wednesday night, but at least open your Bible at home. Why would you not take advantage of learning something that's going to help you be victorious? You cannot ignore God's Word and win. You can't. It's impossible. I wish there was, listen, I wish there was another way. I wish there was another. There's only one antidote to fighting Satan is you got to be gird with the and the only way to know the truth is you got to be familiar with the sword of the spirit don't run into the devil in a dark alley and not be armed well does that mean i got to memorize all the bible no not necessarily but you better memorize what you're weak at you better, you better, I, I'd have flashcards. Wherever my weaknesses are, flashcard, boom, right there. Keep them in, until I had them memorized so that when the devil does come, I can, I can swing back. I don't know about y'all, but I don't like being a punching bag. I don't like being a punching bag. Say, what's a punching bag? Something that don't get the punch back. Now, if I'm going, if I'm going to take some swings, at least let me swing back. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Let me define that. I know I'm way over time, but I'm not quitting until y'all get this part. Resisting the devil doesn't, doesn't consist of this. Y'all quit. Or, or I wish he'd leave me alone. How's that work for you? That's not resisting. That's whining. Resisting 
is when he comes against you and you come against him. When he says something to you and you quote the word back to him. Anyway, it, honestly, I do not know how I could have made it any simpler than what I just told you. Now, guess what? The rest is up to you. Put it on. Put it on. And Nicky Joe, tell him, put on all of it. All of it. The helmet of salvation. I missed that one, didn't I? Well, let me tell you about it. <laughs> Here's the deal. This won't take long. This won't take long. You remember, we're not talking to save people. We're not talking to save people. What we're talking about is this, the assurance of your salvation. Do you know what one of the biggest things and one of the most prominent things the devil does to Christians is to try to get them to doubt their faith. And, and, and it is debilitating, it is paralyzing. When you're scared to death, you're having a hard time standing up when you don't even know if you're, you're going to make it or not. The Bible says, make your calling and election sure. The helmet covers the head, the most vital area. You shoot the head, it's over with. The brain, the thinking, the, the source of your thoughts. He says, first, more than anything, Make sure you know. Make sure it with me. Make sure you know. Say it with me. Make sure you you know. Be assured of your salvation. Assurance of salvation. Security. When you know you're secure in your salvation, the devil can't do nothing with that. And all God's people say it. Amen. And by the way, well, how do I do that? How do I do that? Trust Christ. Put your faith in him. And then, and then here it is, guys. Here it is. I know y'all thought I was going to leave you right there. Watch this. Soak yourself in this. You know what the opposite of doubt is? Faith. Say it with me. The opposite of doubt is faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the. I've never seen one student of the Bible that was constantly reading and studying his Bible that ever doubted his salvation. Not one. Because the more you put this in here, the stronger you're going to get. And all God's people say it. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for your blessings.